So what happened to the boy? Abandoned in the forest. First of all, he tried to find his way home, but soon got lost. And as it got dark, he started to remember the stories he had been told about the wolves and the bears that would eat him. So he started to run. And he ran and he ran into the gathering gloom. And behind him he imagined all those creatures coming to chase him. And as he ran, and as it got darker, his fear changed. And now it was the whole forest he was afraid of. It seemed to be coming after him a great, black, all-consuming mouth ready to swallow him up. He ran and he ran and he ran, gripped by panic, until eventually his head hit something hard. It was a door. He'd run into the door with such force that it opened and he tumbled inside. He shut the door behind him and turned and saw that he was in a little cottage, and there was a fire, and on it a pot burning, and beside it an old woman stirring the contents. She put down her spoon, shuffled towards the boy, and said, What do you want, boy? I don't know, he said. Where are you from, boy? I don't know. Said the boy. What are you doing here, boy? I don't know. What's your name? I don't know. Very well, he said. I'll call you boy. And she did. And she brought him up in the forest. And she taught him things and he helped her. Now this woman... She had a terrible ailment. Scrofula, the king's evil. The lower part of her face was a great distended mass of separating sores. In the house, she didn't bother covering her face. But when she went to market to sell the lotions and potions she made, she always veiled her face so that people wouldn't be revolted, so that she could sell the things that she came to sell. Well, she and the boy, they got on. They liked each other's company. He was eager to learn, and the thing that he loved doing more than anything else was hunting. And one day he'd snared a couple of rabbits in the way that the old woman had taught him, and he was gutting them on the table, and she looked up at him and said, You like hunting, don't you? And he looked down at his bloodied hands, and he said, Yes, I do. I love it. And the old woman said, Well, listen to this. Once there was a hunter who loved honey. He was a good hunter too, and he knew some hunter's magic. And one day the hunter's wife became pregnant, and as her belly swelled, the hunter became curious. And as his wife slept, 
He used his hunter's magic to put his hand inside his wife's womb and take the child out. But not the physical child. It was the child's spirit he took. And he and his son would walk along the paths in the forest, and the hunter would teach the spirit of his son everything he knew. All about which leaves were medicinal, which leaves were poisonous. What the way the birds flocked would mean. When it was good to kill certain animals, when it was bad. And as the months went on, it became gradually more difficult to take the spirit of the child out of its mother's body. So, the hunter left him there to prepare for the journey of birth, which the child soon undertook. And when it was born, it was clear that this boy was an amazing child. After two days, he was walking and talking. After three days, he was refusing his mother's milk and eating meat like the men. And the next day, he set aside the toy bow and arrow he'd been given and reached out for his father's. And his father said, "Right, today, you and I are going hunting." Through the forest they went, and the father asked his son, "The tracks of which animal are those? What is this fungus good for? What are these leaves for?" And the boy answered all the questions, until the hunter heard the noise of a bird singing, and he asked, "Which bird is that?" "Why," says the boy, "that's the honey guide." Well, let's see if you can follow. And expertly, the boy, who was by now almost as tall as his father, followed the bird, not so close that the bird became scared, but close enough to keep track on it. Until eventually, the bird led them to the tallest tree in the whole forest, and there, at the very topmost branch, was a huge, bulging honeycomb. The man was all set to climb when he thought, "No, let's see what the boy's made of," and he sent him up. The boy was already halfway up the tree when suddenly the man realised what was at the top, and he shouted up after his son, "When you get there, to the top, eat nothing of what you find. It is bitter. You will not like it." And the boy climbed, and the boy climbed right up to the very top of the tree, and there, swaying in the wind. He held on tight to the trunk of the tree with one arm and put his other around the huge, great honeycomb. And he slowly prized it from the branch where the bees had put it. And as he did so, his thumb burst through the covering of the honeycomb and sank deep into the honey. He took out his thumb and looked at the honey, glistening and golden. And of course, he put it in his mouth. And it was the most delicious thing he had ever tasted. And he had some more, and more, and more, until there was only a little bit of honeycomb left. And he took it down the tree and presented it to his father. He looked at it and looked at the honey on his son's mouth and hands. And he was filled with anger. 
and using his hunter's magic, he called all the great beasts of the forest, the bison, the buffalo, the deer, to come and trample his son to death. The great creatures thundered towards the boy. He stood his ground. He reached out. He grabbed a huge piece of wood and using it as a club, he brought it down on the skull of each creature that charged towards him until they were surrounded by the dead bodies of all these creatures. And the hunter said, Well done. I have taught you well. But look over there, says the hunter. There is smoke. There must be a village there. Go and ask for fire. And we can cook this meat. Well, the boy made his way towards this village, but as he approached, he had an uneasy feeling. And he was right, because this was no ordinary village. This was a cannibal village, and not human cannibals either. They were half human and half something else. And one of the cannibal children caught the boy's scent and raised the alarm. And the whole village of them came pouring out and running after the boy, who turned and fled and ran, and as he ran he called to his father, Monsters are coming! Climb a tree! And his father stood there and said to himself, Monsters! In the forest! Ridiculous! His son tore past him, got to the tree and started to climb and climbed and climbed and climbed, and then the cannibals descended on his father and ate him. And once they'd finished eating the father, they ate all the creatures too, and with huge distended bellies, they made their way back to their village. The boy slowly released his grip on the tree and climbed down and made his way through the bones all the way to the village. He walked into the village and went from house to house, peering through cracks in the doors, and there he saw families of cannibals, sleeping, snoring. He got to one house, which was different. He peeked through a crack in the door, and there he saw not these monstrous cannibals, but people like him. There were men, women and children, tethered, being fattened for a feast, and he broke in, and he freed them, and on their way out, they set fire to every single one of the cannibal houses, and they perished in the flames. They walked for a day, and they walked for a night, and then the elders amongst the group, they sat in a circle, and they decided that they would form a new people, a new village, and they would need a new chief. And who better than to lead them into the future than the young man who had saved them? And the discussion continued, and they decided that their chief would be no chief unless he had a wife. And so the young hunter was married to the most beautiful young woman amongst the people that he had freed. And they were married, and they were happy, and happier still when the young woman told her hunter chief husband that she was expecting a baby. And as his wife's belly started to swell, the young hunter became curious. And as she slept, using his hunter's magic, he put his hand inside her womb and took the spirit of his son out and walked with him through the forest 
teaching him everything he knew. And at the end of the story, the boy said, But wait a minute, what about... No time for questions, said the old woman. It's market day, work to be done.